Welcome to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Leroy and I'm the founder of the Fit Dad Lifestyle. In each episode, you'll get the chance to listen to helpful hints from myself and also interviews with fathers from around the world, ranging from successful coaches, athletes, entrepreneurs, subject matter experts, and the leaders in their chosen field, talking all things fatherhood, fitness, and success. We hope you enjoy this episode and please let us know what you think by sharing a screenshot into your Instagram story tagging the Fit Dad Lifestyle. And if you can please leave us a review on iTunes, it will help more than you think. Also help to continue our mission of reaching and inspiring over a million fathers by the end of the year. Here it is guys, enjoy. This episode is brought to you by the Fit Dad Lifestyle Academy. With access starting from the price of a small coffee per month, You can have daily training via our app, nutritional advice, access to our closed support groups on Facebook, motivational videos, goal setting support, all our eBooks, community forums, live Q and A's, and so much more. Make sure you head to www.thefitdadlifestyle.com to start today. Hey guys, welcome to episode 13 of the Fit Dad Lifestyle. Today we've got Elijah Landon from Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Hi. How's it going, Leroy? Yeah, good, mate. Good. How did you pull up from yesterday? You had the big LA marathon yesterday? Yeah, it was it was good. It was uh, my sister came out from from Chicago to run it with me and I kind of talked her into it, so we started together, and she she pulled ahead and eventually beat me. But it was a good run, a uh, good training run for a fifty k. I got coming up in two weeks. Yeah, right. And when do? You, how long she got the bragging rights for? When's the next race between you two? Uh, I don't know. She's she's more into road marathons, and I'm starting to get out of the road marathons. I don't. I'm starting to get away from the roads more. I want to lean more towards the trails. Yeah, right. You'll have to invite her out to a trial and try and get some redemption. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to talk her into that. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, perfect, mate. So, guys, a little bit of a backstory. I actually met Elijah. He come um, to the run club, so the Grand AC Run Club uh, over in Beverly Hills there when I was over in America. And we met up, and um, I, I was pretty jet-lagged and just got off the plane. So I think I did three or four miles, and Elijah went there, I think, about six or seven because he ended up getting lost with one of the other guys. So... That was a good effort, but yeah, so we've actually met before, which is um, great, and yeah, top bloke, so make sure you definitely follow him on all the socials, um, I'll post all that stuff in the show notes. So anyway, Elijah, mate, tell tell the audience a little bit more about you, your past, you've got a you know pretty big past um, that you've sort of come out with, and then you know, now the, the fitness that you're doing at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a long story. Well, I was... Um... Gosh, I guess I'll have to start at the beginning. I was born into a, into a Christian community in Chicago, Illinois. My parents were a part of that. And my my mom died when I was six. And my dad took me and moved me up to Upper Michigan. And I grew up there living with my grandparents for a while. And he was going to school and working two jobs and trying to make ends meet. And eventually we moved out from my grandparents I kind of fell in with the wrong crowd using drugs and everything and kind of got wild and not really tamed and uh, just eventually 19 things kind of things kind of broke loose. I had a big fight with my uncle 
over something and and he came over and at the time he's about six foot he's about six foot something 300 pounds and i was a little five foot 980 pound cocaine head and he came over trying to fight with me my dad came out of nowhere and tackled him and they're rolling on the ground fighting and i started hitting him and this big fight broke out and he said he said this isn't over until both of you are dead and i'll never forget the look in his eye like that was a real thing like i'd i'd had people threaten me before yeah but i'd never seen it like this is real like he's gonna he's gonna kill me that's it and i knew i just knew i had to get out yeah right so got out pretty quick did you straight after that yeah so after that my aunt came over and she started like yelling at us and praying in tongues and stuff and and my dad was my dad was kind of like he kind of walked away from the church as we were in michigan i think he was getting kind of depressed because my mom passed away and just kind of all this crazy stuff was happening and but he, he he had me pray with him the prayer of salvation and I prayed with him and I didn't really mean it at the time. I just did it to appease him. And it's kind of like, whatever my only option for me for the rest of my life was to join the military. Like I didn't have anything else. My, I wasn't good academically. I didn't do sports or anything. And so, so I was going to do that, but he prayed with me and then I, I prayed with him and then, uh, um, that night, I went out with some of my friends. He went to work, and I went out with some of my friends. We were smoking weed, just watching a movie, chilling out. And I, he came, he dropped me off at home, and I walked up, and my dog, we just got this this husky. Yeah. is a maybe six-month-old pup, and he was tied up in the bushes, choking. And I got down, and I was trying to get the collar free, and I couldn't get the collar free. And I went to my house to try to unlock the door, but I didn't want to mess with the key too much. So I went back and I'm on my hands and knees and I'm trying to get the dog free. And I said, God, if you're real, you'll let my dog live and I'll do whatever you want. And right then the collar came off. And the next day I left for Chicago to stay with my sister. And then like everything in Chicago, I was about 19. And every sermon I went to, every kind of class I went to, God just spoke to me. It was like, Everything was created just for me. Yeah. And it just like started down this path and like still like in the Christian community, it's kind of a weird thing, you know, this this community. Yeah. But it helped me a lot. And I it gave me life skills and people skills that I never had. But at the same time, kinda like I didn't get paid, so our our pay was room and board. So it's kind of a crazy, it's kind of a crazy thing to try to explain. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, you're doing well, mate. You're explaining it very well. But then, um, yeah, so since my dad had worked, had lived there so long, all these people knew me and my sister lived there still. So I kind of, kind of got connected into that and started working in a sheet metal shop and eventually met my wife because uh, from California at the same place. Yep. And eventually we got married and moved out here to LA. Yeah, fantastic. And and we have two kids and yeah. 
living the dream, mate. I, I see on Instagram all the time. You're in Malibu one day. You're in the Hollywood Hills the next. You all these yeah. fantastic views that you keep posting up. It looks like you've <laughs> definitely found um, the right place. Yeah, I got lucky falling into. Um, I work for a fireplace guys, and they've they've been installing fireplaces for several years. They just kind of. We kind of lucked out at it when we first moved out here. I, I worked at a couple different places, and I had a shift from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m., and that was killer, just uh, working in the hot sun in the first part of the day and just having no time left. Yeah. And then for I lost that job, and for a while I was a stay-at-home dad just hanging out. At the time, we only had one kid, so it wasn't that bad. And actually, I, re- I really enjoyed that, just playing with Shiloh and taking her to the park and watching her grow and watching how other people are with their kids. Yeah. And I would, I would kind of show her how to do something and she would try to do it. And if she failed, like she would fall and she'd get back up, she'd be really upset, but then she would go immediately back to it and try to, and try to conquer it. And I just kind of let her, like, I didn't stop her because she fell the first time. I let her keep trying to do it, you know, knowing that she wouldn't get too hurt. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it was a fun part of my life, being a stay oh, my. dad. It's amazing, isn't it, watching the kids grow up? It's, you yeah. can't, honestly can't beat it. And, mate, how, how long have you been doing the ultra running for? Uh, the, let's see, the trail. This last marathon was my eighth marathon. Okay. So I started in, um, my first marathon was 2013 Chicago Marathon. And I got into that. A friend of mine at the community I was living at, he he was um, running nine marathons back to back to raise money for a shelter. They they put on this concert. They put on this uh, big Christian festival, music festival called Cornerstone. Okay. And he he ran from Chicago to Cornerstone. Uh, I can't remember. It was about nine marathons. He ran back to back. But I got to be really good friends with him. And eventually, I saw on Groupon one day, there was a mud run at 10K. And I asked him if he'd run it with me. And so we went out and did that. And just said, I just got bit by the bug. It was just so much fun. And then the next year, I signed up for the Chicago Marathon. Yeah, right. And ran and, that and never looked back, I guess. <laughs> yeah, crazy. And and you told me earlier that this year you're planning to run 100 miles and also try and deadlift 400 pounds at the same time. Yeah. The, I, yeah. <laughs> How, whereabouts is the 100-mile race this year? The 100-mile race, I'm going to be running Tunnel Hill 100 okay. in Vienna, Illinois. So it's southern Illinois. It's, more, it's closer to... Um, Missouri and Kentucky kind of okay. down there and I actually got into that through the lift heavy run long uh, Facebook group I really just got into just connected with these people on Facebook and they were like really welcoming and just yeah. a, like supportive group oh mate they're great like, guys we actually yeah. had a um, chat with Vaughn uh, the founder of the lift heavy run long group yeah the podcast the other day and I've also been in that group as well and Mate, it's a fantastic community and, you know, so supportive. And, yeah, so if anyone's out there that wants to get into any long-distance running, um, Lift Heavy Run Low on 
Facebook, you'll be able to find the group or Facebook page, podcast. They've got it all going on over there. So, no, big shout out to those guys as well. And Tunnel Hill is a is a epic course. So many records have been broken there for the hundred mile distance. I think every year there's the last two years there's been records broken on that course. So okay. that'd be a good a good way to dip my toe in to see what I'm capable of in it. It felt like a real challenge when I signed up to do it. I, I woke up in the middle of the night like, what did I do? Why did I do this? What did I think I'm doing? Yeah, right. And how long is 100 miles going to take you, you reckon? Uh, I, 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 hope, I hope less than 30 hours because that's how long they give you. <laughs> You're right. It'd be nice to do it, under tw- to do it under 24 or within 24 hours. That's always the goal. Yeah. To do it to do it within the time they give you would be nice. Oh. Yeah, and what's what's the strategy with a hundred mile? Do you stop and have a little bit of a sleep because it is going into that thirty hour or potentially thirty hour mark? Or I don't know. I'm just I'm kind of I got some training planned out. There's yeah. a there's a gravel. It's kind of the um, same course, same um, turf as the the Tunnel Hill is. Yeah, right. It's, this, it's a crushed gravel course, and okay. there's a track near my house that's a mile long, and I'm going to go run on that for 12 hours and see what happens from yeah. 7 to 7, like an overnight run. I'm going to try and maybe I could talk someone into coming out with me, but I'll probably be on my on my own out there no. doing that. You'll be able to chuck in that lift-heavy run-long group, and one of them will <laughs> jump on. Yeah, maybe. So, mate... Obviously, you know, doing the fireplacing, training for these ultra marathons and being a father, you know, your time management um, schedule and skills must be, you know, pretty tight. What Do you have any tips or, you know, anything in regards to how you manage your time best to get, you know, a little bit of everything done um, in your week? Yeah, you know, I, I get up early to, to go run most of the time, especially on the weekends. I'm always out early so I can be at home and I help with chores, you know, doing dishes, laundry, whatever, and take the kids to the park or whatever we're going to do. And I'm also kind of, kind of lucky with the, our time schedule. Cause if I don't get a run in the morning during the week, I could get it in the afternoon. I have just enough time before the family gets home that I could go for a run and come back or go to the gym and come back. And it just, it kind of works out. Yeah, fantastic. That always a bonus when you can get it done and not miss any of that colleague time because the yeah. you know the family's not at home. So, and and what's your your typical training week look like now? Are you in the gym as well, or are you just doing the the long runs? Yeah, I've been I've been going to the gym doing cross training. It's been raining a lot here the last couple of months, and I hate running in the rain. I know people in in wetter areas will probably judge me for that, but I'm like I don't. I don't want to get my feet wet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope it's not raining on the 100-miler. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem. Yeah, I'll just have to muscle through it then. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I signed up for it, so I'm going to be doing it. They'll have to pull me from the course. Yeah, definitely. Oh, mate, that should be exciting. You need to live stream some of it for us. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and and what continues to you know inspire you to become you know, the greatest father that you can be for your, for your two kids, mate. I just want them to have the best life that I could give them. Like whatever, 
uh, just to to be better than than what I was handed, you know, to have something have something more. And they're right now Shiloh's so talented. Like she she's playing piano, she's taking horse riding lessons and she's even run a couple races herself. Like one mile I think was her longest distance. Yeah, but she's nice. she's really determined and the little one's gonna be a little spitfire. She's got attitude and and I, I we'll see what she's gonna what that's gonna happen with her, but Yeah. And and what are the age of your two girls, mate? Shiloh is six and Judah is one and a half. They're both having birthdays coming up April and May. So oh, I have a two year old and a seven year old coming yeah. up here. Mate, good times. And and what advice would you have any out there, mate, for any fathers uh, in general, or even new fathers, about achieving success, you know, with their own health and fitness, you know, their own job and, and fatherhood? Well it's it's really important to to be there for your kids. And I my, my mom died of a stroke when I was six. And then my dad passed of a stroke when just before my daughter was born. And that's just, uh, you, know, you want to see your grandkids and you want to be there for your family. It's important to take care of your health. And mate, where can people find you online? And, you know, what do you have coming up that people might be able to get involved in or, you know, Whereabouts they can reach you and you know interact with and and follow your journey. Uh, it's a, everything's just under my name. I have Instagram and Facebook, but I don't. If you mention Fit Dad Lifestyle, I'll I'll let you follow me. Mostly, I'll reject people if I don't recognize a name or a face. Yeah, perfect, mate. Privacy is pretty important out there, isn't it? Yeah, I get get a lot of crazy people trying to sell me stuff and follow me yeah mate we're exactly the same so if you got pyramid schemes just stay away from both of us we don't want them so. and um mate actually for, uh, for everyone else out there if you join the fit dad lifestyle community and also you know have a look at the lift heavy run long community as well uh elijah's pretty active in both of those places so if you do want to interact with him and don't want to you know invade that privacy and try and add him as a friend then you can interact within that group and um keep it all you know, public from it within there as well so make sure you jump in there and um yeah you can follow his journey and see how he's going as he builds up for this 100 miler so mate i appreciate your time today and you have a, a good sleep and let that body rest after your marathon yesterday and we'll speak to you very soon all right thanks Leo. talk to you soon no worries mate thank you thanks for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. To make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes, please subscribe to the channel. Also, if you have time and can leave us a review in the iTunes store, that would be greatly appreciated. And before you go, make sure you screenshot this episode and post it to your Instagram stories tagging the Fit Dad Lifestyle.